What's up, everyone? Welcome to Offbeat Podcast. I'm your host, Jorge Bris, and I'm here with my co-host. Aaron Ortega. What's going on, guys? Man, and we're ready to have some real, authentic conversations today, man. And and today I'm excited because we have a special guest today with us. All right. And uh, he, I met him, I want to say back in May. Mm-hmm. We met back in May, and uh, I reached out. And I was looking for a, a personal training and uh, I'm so glad, man, I, I was able to connect with this young man because um, he's been a blessing in my life. And uh, and I, I believe we've been able to develop a, an awesome relationship, man. No, and, for sure. And um, so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, man? What's up, guys? I just want to say thank you guys for having me on in the first place. Um, I'm Anthony Preci, based out of Redlands, California. I'm an entrepreneur. I've been doing it since 2015. Um, and it's been an amazing journey. That's awesome. awesome, man. Anthony Preci, man. And so, uh, yeah, today we get to interview him and uh, we're going to be able to to pull out, man, what and who Anthony Preci is all about. Are you excited? Yeah, let's go. I'm I'm like, what is like, what is your thing? What is your passion these days? My passion is more in the health and wellness industry. All right. Um, I was a professional athlete back in the day. I've always had this desire to just go big, um, make it to the MLS, which didn't end up happening. Everything happens for a reason. So you played soccer growing up? Yeah, my whole life since I was like five years old. What was your position? Center mid, left wing. Center mid. Yeah, center mid. Was was there a team that you wanted to try to get on in MLS? The dream was always LA Galaxy. I remember watching them as a kid and, you know, just being amazed by the idea of soccer. I remember my first soccer game as it feels yesterday. Wow. You know? So are you still a soccer fan? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't watch it as much due to scheduling and uh-huh. just being like super busy, but yeah. I always love watching a good game. I yeah. would go. Do you ever watch Premier League? I do, yeah. I'm a, I'm a Chelsea fan. Manchester United. Oh, <laughs> 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 or better. <laughs> that's awesome. That's cool. That, yeah. That's great. So that's awesome. So now you're now you you focus on the health industry, the mm-hmm. wellness. What does that mean? What does that look like for you? So um, I'm a strength coach. Okay. So I've had over 300 athletes that I've trained since 2015, and then I also do medical device sales. So I educate people on like really healthy water. Um, and that kind of just fell on my lap. I didn't expect to be where I am with that today. It kind of just happened on its own. Um, but yeah, those are the two things that I do. I edu- I just I help people in the in the fitness industry, and I also help teach people how to drink healthier now, water. In the training industry and the strength coach, um, what does that look like? And it's like, what is that? What does that entails and that journey for somebody to go in with you? Um. It really just depends on that person's personal goal. What I've understood and realized is that everyone has their own purpose of getting a coach in the first place. Mm. Some people want to put on size. Some people want to lose weight, which is really superficial or maintain a good physique. Okay. But if once you develop these relationships with your athletes, you realize that it's, it's much more than just a physique. It's about what they're going through personally. You know. Yeah, okay. So that that yeah. I'm sorry. I you said something. I'm like whoa, because uh, I think America is all trying to lose weight, and, uh-huh. and, and in a lot of ways, that's the uh, that's kind of like the name of the game. We're all trying to yeah. get. It's kind of like the general idea. You, yeah, yeah. But you, you said it was superficial. Explain mm-hmm. more about that. I mean, I've met people. Um, who are very insecure with their bodies. Mm. Um, they wear jackets when it's 100 degrees outside. They suffer from depression. They suffer from anxiety, gym anxiety. 
Um, they suffer feeling comfortable in front of their spouse, you know, physically. Mm. And, you know, helping people with like that transition or that breakthrough with their personal life, their personal fitness, they've been able to show up in different areas of their life, like physically, financially, mentally, wow. you know, spiritually with their family, That's you cool. know. Yeah. So working out is very superficial to me. And I feel like there's a deeper meaning to that because wow. people are able to show up different in other aspects of their life through yeah. fitness. That's cool that you you said that because that was exactly, I don't know if you remember the, when when we first had our, our uh, the intake. Yeah. You know, when you re after I reached out to to Anthony, oh, I didn't reach out to you personally. I reached out to the gym. Yeah, and then Anthony was the first one. Like within within thirty minutes, okay. you know, that I sent the message. You know, I get a, a call from you, and uh, that was one one of the things that I opened up to to Anthony about was that because I, you know, I'm I'm um I, I consider myself like a routine gym guy. Like mm -hmm. my whole life, pretty much. Like I've you know, I've liked to hit the gym and stuff, but I hit a funk. Yeah. You know, remember, you remember I hit a funk. Okay. And, uh, and that was one of the things I'm like, man, you know what? I, I keep going to the gym, but I'll get on the Stairmaster or the treadmill or something. I'll do 10, 15 minutes and then mm -hmm. I'll go to the weights and I don't know what get, what happens to me where I'm just like, man, I, I do like two, three sets and then I'm, I'll, I'll leave. Oh, wow. You know, I hit a real yeah. bad funk, man. So how long did that last for? Man, that was, well, it was it was happening, I want to say, for like a good, I want to say like a good year, like when COVID. Okay. Like, honestly, I think COVID really threw me, because before I had a routine where after work or before work, I would go and I would hit the gym. Yeah. And it was easy for me to stay an hour, two hours sometimes, because I was trying to avoid traffic. Mm, okay, I see that. <laughs> you it. know what I mean? So, so it was easy for me to like stay and discipline myself. Mm -hmm. But when COVID hit, it was like kind of like I was, I'm already home. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it was from COVID until I met you back in May. And, um, but yeah, man, like that was a, uh, is that kind of one of the things that you get a lot of clients that kind of enter that? Yeah. They just want like, uh, it's a different level of accountability. Like even myself, I have a coach to this day. Um, professional bodybuilder and everything, he holds me to a whole different standard. And, and, and if you think about it, I've had a coach my whole life, like soccer, yeah, you, you know, fitness, um, physical coach in the gym, a nutritional guide, um, something to follow this way we can, you know, perform at an oh. elite level. And, you know, eventually that fell off where I didn't have a coach and, you know, I can't get away with certain things anymore at this age. You yeah. know, we have to be very mindful of what we eat and yeah. stuff like that. It's to feel like that, that, that yeah. growing, your age, Backs your body. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you know, I still can't get away from the the, the whole, um, how you approach this this coaching. It, it really sounds like beyond achieving a goal. Mm -hmm. You're really talking about, it almost sounds like you're approaching, you need to change. Yeah. And so like it's a what, lifestyle what, change. It's a lifestyle change. Yeah. And so there's there's some I'm I know we talked about this before we aired you said something about paradigm. What's do you have like a business on? What is that? What, what's the name of that? So paradigm is I remember back in twenty twenty when COVID happened. Okay. Um I was in the transition of having to rebrand myself, of like trying to stick out and be different. Okay. Um because again, I feel like every entrepreneur is just every other entrepreneur, but like what's your purpose behind what you're doing? You know that product or service is like what you offer to, you know, everyone. Right. Now what's like the meaning behind it? And I and I had a hard time just like sitting on that. 
And I really had to like dig deep and it maybe took me two weeks to come out with that name. You know, in my water business, I've seen an endless amount of people's lives change like wow. within 90 days. And then the same thing with fitness. And I feel like everybody has these, these things that they experience as they go through life. Mm -hmm. um, and there's two things that you can do. You could either play victim and not move forward, or you can take responsibility and try and make that change to make that breakthrough. Wow. So I made a lot of paradigm shifts in my life, physically, financially, spiritually, the way I think, hear, and see. Through that, I had a better intuition of like, I should probably do this and not do that, or wow. I should probably do this and not do that. Like, you know, just like an, a different perspective of life. Wow. So that's what I went through personally. I was like, man, like how can I relate with someone I don't know? And I was like, you know, I was like, you know what, man? Like I've experienced all these paradigm shifts personally. How can I make this a movement? Wow. So it's like, there's a lot of people out there in the world right now who are struggling and they have no idea where to start. They have no idea where to begin. So I feel like me, I want to be that vessel for them to show them like, yo, if you just like try this or do this or read this book or go there or go to YouTube, type this in, I could share my story, they could relate and then they'll make that paradigm shift themselves. So oh, there's this saying that says, I forget what it, how it goes, but there's this saying that I got to pull it up on my phone, but basically like your, like the amount of, like we're here to serve basically. Right. So like every, like every entrepreneur wants to be successful and make money, mm -hmm. but it's more than just money. It's like your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. Wow. That's good, bro. That's really good, man. It's, let's pause on that because I think that like you said, the, the misconception of starting a business, entrepreneurship is how successful I can be. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a big difference in entrepreneurship is how well you're able to provide a service and serve mm -hmm. your people, serve humanity with that service. Because there's people that are entrepreneurs and they try to start business and they only look at the success aspect of mm -hmm. it. Like I'm gonna be my own boss. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna make my own time. Um, I'm gonna have more freedom. But they forget that in reality, you're just, you're deciding to work for yourself, but you're deciding to provide something for others. Exactly. So through these products and services, um, by allowing people to experience that paradigm shift, you know, and grow, and scale up, you have to impact more people. So that's but, why I wanted to create a movement. It's just mm -hmm. like, it's more than just me, it's more than just you, it's about everyone yeah. who wants to benefit from this. So it almost sounded like, well, I, I mean, I have like quite a bit of questions for you, but I wanna, I wanna go with this one. I wanna go in this route. Um, you mentioned earlier that you wanna like, when you say talking about serving people, impacting people, and it's more about the success, it almost sounds like you had a journey of your own journey mm -hmm. and you came from like, did you, it sounded like you kind of came from like, like suffering or hardships. Many, yeah. Where did that, where did that, what was, let's go there. Yeah, where's can, your journey? Can we go there? What, what took yeah, you? I feel like everything stems from my father. Um, okay. Shout out to him. I'm just saying this <laughs> thing when it's all edited. But he, uh, we didn't grow up like rich. Like okay. he was a very hardworking man. He told me many stories where he would pay the bills. We'd only have 35 bucks to his name in the past. And me and my brother would split a Happy Meal at McDonald's. And that was going out for us back in the day. You know, as he began to be more successful in his personal journey, obviously he started making more money, but he didn't want to just give us things. He wanted us to work for it. 
Okay. So he always says, if you want to, if you want to get something in life, like you have to put in the work. Right. Like, obviously, I was a kid and I couldn't make money, but if I wanted like a nice pair of cleats, he says, if you could wash my car every day for thirty days, I'll buy you those cleats. Oh, dang. So just having that work ethic was developed from him is just like nothing is ever given to you, and you don't deserve anything in this world unless you go out there and work for it. Wow, that's good. Um, so that's kind of where like the hard work stems from. Okay. As far as like taking that in my own personal journey, um, I always knew that I didn't want to get like a regular nine to five. Okay. Um, I kind of like, I was going to go that route and I said, I don't think this is for me. Um, obviously I want to have a family and kids one day. I don't want to be overworked and underpaid, you know, not to be superficial in that regard, but I just knew that there's more to life mm. for sure. So I was like, I'm gonna do this entrepreneur thing. After soccer fell out of my life, that was a very like hardship moment there too. Yeah, how did, what, what happened? Why did that not happen? Cause I, so here's a lesson. I put my identity into soccer. Okay. And when mm -hmm. soccer was finally out, I had no idea who I was anymore. Mm -hmm. So. Was it because you got cut or? It was just many injuries. I'd met, had many injuries. Okay. Um, I got cut many of times. I've been told no many of times. And, you know, throughout that journey too is where you develop to have thick skin and just wow. like not react to certain situations and just take the hit to the chin and keep moving forward. Wow. Yeah. Um, but when soccer moved out is when the water came into my life. It was like at the very tail end and through the water, I met a lot of people who were very motivating and it created, it, it almost felt like you're on a soccer team again. Like people mm -hmm. are rooting for you. People got your back. Yeah. Um, people have certain strengths that you don't have so you can right. learn from. Um, it was a great positive influential community and that's why I loved it so much and it kind of just grew from there. Um, but, you know, when I graduated college is when I really stepped into entrepreneurship heavy. Okay. Because I was in entrepreneurship in my early 20s and I was like doing it but I had a part-time job. Okay. I was going to college. I was trying to figure out this whole life thing. You know, I... I remember eating protein shakes every single day, seven days a week. Um, I remember living off of McDonald coupons because I couldn't afford to get food. Wow. <laughs> um, you know, and yeah, it's just, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just, I feel like in entrepreneurship, I think nothing is ever perfect mm -hmm. and nothing is ever perfect and you always had to pivot with purpose whenever things come across your way. That. So as far that. as like pinnacle moments, like there's Say so that many. Again. That was so yeah. good. Say that again, because that's, that's for our audience, man. Emphasize that again, because there's, there's no perfect moment. No. You got to pivot with purpose. You got to pivot with purpose. That's yeah. amazing. And so how did you, how did you, how did you, how were you able, because I know that there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there, man, that are probably in college, or you know they're in that early phase. How did how were you able to pivot in those opportunities in those moments? I feel like when you have the desire for yourself, and I've talked to many young people um, about entrepreneurship, and I feel like when you try to look for the acceptance of others is when you're going to fail. Mm. Oh wow, that's talk about that, man. So to explain that, I remember when I first got involved in the water business. My dad wanted me to not do it. Okay. Because he was just trying to protect me. He was just trying to be a father. Yeah. Yeah. But I already had the desire in me. I was like, no, I'm going to do this. Like, like, 
I'm gonna prove you wrong, basically. And there's <laughs> okay. a whole story to that. And he, yeah. I got to this point where he saw an endless amount of people come into the house. We were selling machines left and right. He would see the checks in the mailbox. And then he was like very curious of like what was going on, checked <laughs> it out, saw the success. And ever since then, he's just had my back. So, wow, that's cool. Um, but yeah, but the thing is, is if I if I seeked my dad's approval, I would have never done it. Mm. That's that's the point yeah. I'm trying to that's the point I'm trying to make. So but, like, yeah, let's let, let, I'm gonna kind of pick you pick your brain on, on on that point a little bit because there is because when you're telling the story and even your relationship with your dad now, it seems like you guys have a good relationship, right? Yeah, we're solid. That's cool because here's the thing that I, I think. And, and let's talk about it a little bit because I know that everyone's situation is different, but sometimes we can we can translate exactly what you just said right now as far as man, we don't need the acceptance of others. Mm-hmm. But how do we how do we ignore that but also still respect those that would love us? Right. Because I think that sometimes there's that there's that moment where sometimes people people can become like let's let's be honest like it can, there can be it could be like a borderline cockiness mm-hmm. to where I don't need anyone I don't care about anyone but then but that's not the heart of it that's not I don't think that was really the message or the heart of it no. right no it's just you know I think I don't remember the conversation years ago but I basically what it came down to is that he asked like he understood that his journey is his journey. And that my journey is my journey, mm. and he just had to let me fail. Yeah, like he just had to watch from the sidelines. So it almost kind of sounds like too, like in entrepreneurial. Um, the thing about being an entrepreneur is that you have to be expected to fail, for sure. And I think there's like we sometimes people get so caught up on the aesthetics, mm-hmm. the aesthetics, the aesthetics, the aesthetics, and trying to like, and that's why people are like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur, because yeah. they, they, they aesthetically themselves so well that it looks like, it looks so easy. Mm-hmm. But but it's almost like those images where like, oh, we got through the iceberg, but then when you look below the water, you, nobody knows really, how yeah. much hard work you did, how much failures, you got to have a lot of character to go through mm-hmm. that. And I can imagine, like when you're saying, like it, you have a lot of determination. It sounds like you you have some like, and I'm really fascinated by what you said about how you put all your identity into soccer, and then you kind of took wake up. You're like, who am I? Yeah, yeah. and that you, wasn't the first time either. How did you yeah. get through all that? How did you get? How did you get out of that? Like, how um, did you like? How did you transform your identity? What you know? I feel like is I was trying to find the euphoric feeling. Okay. Because the euphoric feeling in soccer was like making that perfect pass or scoring that goal Mm. or creating that assist, that perfect assist. And it's just like this cloud nine feeling. So when soccer was out of the picture, I was just going to school and going to work. And that was pretty much it. And I tried to find it through working out and I found it through working out, but I didn't know what I was doing back then. So eliminate that. I was just working and going to school. And I was like, well, what is life? Like, what am I supposed to like? I had this desire since I was five years old to be a professional athlete and now it's gone. So like, what's my new purpose? And I think that's what it was. It's just like trying to find your new purpose in life, but isn't attached to an, an entity or to someone, you know? Um, the second time I lost my identity was when I broke up with my girlfriend, when we and her broke up 2019. And it was the most traumatic experience of my life. The, the two traumatic experiences of my life was soccer ending and then that relationship. How long were you in that relationship for? 
for seven years. Holy oh yeah. Holy so that's almost a decade. So that's what I'm saying. Like I put my identity into that individual. And from that moment forward, you know, through mentorship and through, you know, courses is where I developed this thing where it's like, you're open to everything, but attached to nothing. Mm. And people can find that misconceiving or like mis or deceiving or like rude, but it's like I'm open to the idea of like, it, like I'm open to the idea of X, but I'm not attached to the outcome because right. the outcome will not affect me or hurt me. So it's like, for example, let's just say like there's no water, there's no there's no coach. I want to start a new business. I'm open to the idea of starting this new business but I'm not attached to the outcome of it being successful. Because if I fail and I put my identity of it like succeeding, um, obviously that's gonna change your emotional pattern. Yes. Yeah. So and it can it can cause you to spiral. Yeah. And it's so, more of like it's more of like I'm just trying to protect myself. Like, yeah, I, I find that so spiritual. And the reason why I spy, the way I, the reason why I say that's spiritual is because there's something there's that's something about the human soul. Yeah. Um I think of like I'm not trying to I, I don't want to over spiritualize something, but like I think about like Jesus says, anyone who loses his life will find his life. Anyone who holds on to his life will lose his life. Mm -hmm. And kind of like what you're saying, it's a lot of times where we try to hold on to things and we try to identify, we try to build, we try to become yeah. one with that one thing. Mm -hmm. And then when that thing crumbles, who am I now? Yeah. yeah. Right? And so it's just like, it's such a powerful thing because I now, I, I, I see you. Because I, I see like, you're saying like, I can now know why you would say, don't work out to get skinny because that's superficial. Mm -hmm. Because that's not your identity. Your identity is not skinny. Yeah, because from what I'm translating. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that's and that makes total sense, man. I love that, and I love that way of thinking too, man. Because I think that that is what causes a lot of us, you know. And I say a lot of us because I know that I've gone through that where I've wrapped myself up in 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 in, in this one thing or this way of thinking or or even this group of people, you know, I've, I've wrapped my entire identity to that. And when it was gone, you know, those are one of the hardest moments of my life, mm -hmm. you know, when I didn't know who I was anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, so I can relate to that journey so much, you know, of, you know, when you wrap yourself, you wrap your identity into something for mm -hmm. so long, a relationship, you know, it can make people, um, when it's gone or it ends or, you know, or, yeah. or tragedy happens, it can really mess a person's life up. Oh yeah, it, it really, it really gets it, your rhythm with that, with your ex-girlfriend, mm -hmm. you, you are no longer there. But it almost sounded like you were able to recover because you had like mentorship, you said? And yeah, you, it, it took some is, time. Are you surrounded by like a good group of people in your life? Yeah, so it took some time for sure. Um, actually when that happened, I was actually, I just graduated 2018 and I was supposed to start training at self-made training facility in Redlands 2018 of okay. October, but they didn't open until 2019 of March. Okay. So I was six months without training clients. Okay. Okay. So I had no income from that. That was out because I actually quit my corporate job before the gym even opened. Okay. They gave us false information. It didn't end up happening. I was like, well, I, I got to figure something out. So then I started like, <laughs> like selling the water, like heavy. 
So, what water are we talking about? Because uh, what is this water? Yeah, I was gonna ask that yeah. too. Is that like, like, yeah, the, you want to clarify? Yeah, so it's Kenyan water. Um, okay, it's it's changed me and my family's lives. It's changed a lot of people's lives all over the world. We've helped over eight thousand people in ten different countries in just about ten years. I've been at seven, but our team has a big production line wow, um, okay. of it. But when, when I was selling that water at the time, still selling it, but when I was selling that water at the time, um, I stopped training clients and I had a good amount of clients in my corporate job. I was making like 22 an hour. I was doing decent for being 24, 25. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then also making the commissions off the water. But that's not the point. The money's not the point. The point is, is that my girlfriend, we broke up during those six months. So during those six months, you know, I don't have a source of income from one job. I'm doing okay with the water. We break up. Obviously, I'm emotionally distraught. And because I'm emotionally distraught, I don't have control of my emotions. I don't have the motivation to go out and work out. I don't have the motivation to work my business. And I actually lost a lot. I was tapping into my savings. I was borrowing money. Um, I was drinking a lot, like every single day. I was going out. Um, I was drinking and driving, which I do not recommend. I, yeah, and, 100%. you know, it was, it was an emotional roller coaster. And I remember I was in a bar and everything was just moving slow-mo. It was really weird. And I kid you not, I told my cousin the next day, I said, I'm not going to the bars again. He was like, well, why? I said, when I was in there that night, man, everything was just moving so slow. And I heard a voice that said, get out. Whoa. And I immediately sobered up, bro. Damn. And I drove home and I couldn't, I couldn't correspond why I experienced that, why I heard that. And then I think it was, it was a Thursday night when that happened. Friday night, I had dinner in my house with my family. And I told my mom, I was like, hey, mom, um, I was like, I'm not okay. I remember like it's yesterday, it's such a trip. I was like, I'm not okay and I wanna start going to church. Like, although me and my girlfriend aren't together, she actually introduced me to like Christianity and oh, like wow. going yeah, to church to and stuff like that. So I knew where to plug in. So when that happened, I told her, I was like, I just wanna go to church. Um, I just wanna go to church. I, I, don't, I don't have any explanation. The first day I was just crying and wow. like the service. And then like it continued for like, continued for like a couple months. And it was like a crazy series. I don't remember the series, but it was a crazy series. But I talked about like personality traits and stuff like oh, that. Yes. Um, and then I got baptized. And then I feel like although we weren't together, she introduced me to Christianity and through Christianity, like I began to like find myself again. Wow. Yeah. So like, I have to thank her for that and yeah, give her praise. 100%. Yeah, that's, it was, you know? yeah, your soul was crying out, man. Yeah. You know, like you were, you, you were, it's, it's, it seems like all these things that were, you were going through at that time and at that, that moment in life, you know, you wrapped your identity around your relationship, mm -hmm. around your, you know, your corporate training job at that time, emotionally, you know, you were looking for these other sources to try to, you know, deal with the, with that mm -hmm. pain, to try to deal with that sadness, that loneliness, you know, and it was, and that's what happens, you know, a lot of times is um, we find ourselves in, in the, you know, dealing with these emotions, dealing with this, 
with our issues and we try to hide it behind, you know, going out, you know, um, drowning ourselves in, in our own sorrows and things mm -hmm. like that, you know, but all along, you know, I think that that's where a, a lot of times, man, that's where God is trying to reach out to us. Yeah, I, I, I admire, like, what's interesting is that um, most guys don't really know how to open up and tell their story mm -hmm. like this, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's embarrassing, like you, you yeah. failed. And to be honest, this is probably like my first time really sharing like these pinnacle moments. Really? I haven't talked about anything. Yeah, no, man. I want you to know how I appreciate it because I like I I have like this Takes tendency of, of courage, respecting man. people's vulnerability, yeah. mm. especially like if a a man who, especially a successful person, a person who knows that say, I came from the mud, I live in the mud, yeah. and I felt the mud, and it hurt, yeah. and like because I've been there, you know what I mean? Like I I I have friends that been in the mud, and then like there's just like this that's. That's real. Mm -hmm. That's that's being raw with yourself, you know. And like this whole this whole journey of like, I mean, I'm, that's a trip though. Like about you going to a bar and then like you just like, I gotta get out of here. Like, <laughs> yeah. did you feel like that yeah. was like God talking to you or? Yeah, what? and like I didn't go there for a long time, um, for a very long time. Yeah, I actually never went back for a long time. Yeah. Um, once I started like going to church and like I got baptized, I like. Like I said, I began to like find myself again and like recommit yeah. myself to my business to my business with like a new purpose. That I'm sorry, like that. Okay, what you? I think this is such a incredible lesson what you're saying right now because I think we as human beings we need to learn how to talk about change. Mm -hmm. And change is so like huge for everybody. It's so different for everyone. Yeah. And so like I went through a change but it was a different change than you went. But I think the point here is embracing, like brace that pain or the change in your life and being able to learn from it, excel from it. And I think learning how to identify what needs to be changed. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's, that's super key, learning to identify what, you know, what we need to change, like mm -hmm. that's big. A lot of times we can go through life, it's like, the definition of, an, of insanity is mm. doing the same, the same thing, thing over, over and over and, and over, being and the over same again person. and expecting change. change. But then, you know what I mean, staying the same. And I, that's so true, man. You know, we need to be, I think in today's culture, it's hard. Mm -hmm. In today's culture, I mean, the more we look like we have it together, the better. Right? right, like, like, hey, you got it together, cool. It, but we don't talk about like, yeah, but I needed to change certain things. Mm -hmm. Well, he said it earlier. Yeah. Like, he said a key word. I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's. I want to unpack that. You kind of, you did. You talked about like, there's some very superficial, like, approaching to goals, mm -hmm. and we don't think it's superficial. We just think like, oh, I just want to get skinny because why? And we're not thinking about the longevity. We're not talking about the change within mm -hmm. our emotions, the way we think. We're not, we know, well, we always talk about changing our bodies and we separate everything else. Yeah. Like I'm a big believer that your, your mind, your heart, your body, are, are meant to be a complement harmony mm -hmm. and it brings complement to each other. Not so much balance, but harmony. Mm -hmm. that it, it, it brings out all those wonderful things. So what mm -hmm. good is it if you have a good body, but you don't have a good attitude? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like those things. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's cool. I, I really appreciate that. You know, and I appreciate your, your vulnerability. I love that. So mm -hmm. now today I want to know 
Um, what are your like like your future goals? Do you have anything that's like, moving forward in from this? Yeah, what are you strong like or to be more defined, like what are you strongly passionate about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how are you executing that? I feel like I'm very passionate about like I've reached certain moments in my business and I feel like what I'm like more passionate about is just giving back. It's like helping wow. that newest person. You know, whether it be through fitness, um, you know, coaching them or whether it be through a business opportunity. Um, you know, I feel like there's fulfillment in seeing people flourish and grow. And that is honestly what makes me thrive. Dang. Like, I just love to see people make that, that those breakthroughs for themselves, those shifts themselves, and then live the life that they want to live and say like, I didn't create you, but I added value to your life. And because of that, that fulfills me. Yeah. Okay, can I ask you a question about that then? Uh-huh. Uh, could you give me, you don't have to use their names, but can you give me like a like a like a testimonial from one of your clients that you're like, oh my god, this right here, like, like was like something that you're proud of? Yeah. Like with fitness or yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, there was a girl that came to me. She got out of a relationship. Um, I saw some of myself in her, and she just wanted to change. She actually got broken up with on her birthday. Oh. That night hits me up. Jeez. The next day she comes in um, and she tells me everything in person. I'm just like, man, I'm so sorry. But I saw like she was insecure about herself. I, and she's a friend. She's a very long time friend. Um, and we just happened to reconnect because of what she went through. And from that, you know, I see her body change. I see the way she's more confident about herself. Um, she tells me how happy she is. She actually works out on her own now, um, you know, and she's she's like, she comes in and out of the gym to train with me. But the, the point is, is that through coming through me, through training with me, I was able yeah. to help her physically. But mm-hmm. not only that, I gave her the confidence to go to the gym by herself. Yeah. That's cool. And that's awesome, man, because I think that, I love, I love how we're breaking down the, what a fitness journey with you looks like. I, I love mm-hmm. that we're doing that because, yeah, we can have a podcast. And I know there's a lot of great podcasts out there about fitness and about health, you mm-hmm. know, and shout out to them. You know what I mean? And they're doing their thing. And even on Instagram, Facebook, you see a lot of a lot of things about health and fitness. But I love I love hearing stories like that because, you know, it really fitness really does go hand in hand with our emotions, with our body, with our mind, mm-hmm. you know it really can do something to a person, um, not just health, health wise, but it really does something to a person physically, mentally, and emotionally. You know, people are able to, um, you know, change their attitudes, you know, through fitness. Mm-hmm. You know, people are able to change, you know, their, their relationship yeah. uh, perspective is able to change, you know, through starting a fitness journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the way they perform at work is able to change, you know, through starting a fitness journey. Yeah. You know, their relationships can better, their friendships can better, their confidence can 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 better. Now, it's not the only thing, and that's why I love so much your paradigm movement because you don't just focus on like, hey, yeah, come with me. I'm gonna get you right. I'm gonna get you stronger. And I can honestly say that even for me, like I could be a testimonial of that too. Is that when I started training with you, I was. I had a misconception about training, man, because, you know, I would go to, I mean, the times that I had like training was like, I, you know, you go, you go to LA fitness or 24 mm-hmm. hour fitness and they always try, Hey, we'll give you a free complimentary 
uh, uh, training, right? Mm-hmm. That was the thing. And and they would just take you through like 30 minutes of, you know, and sometimes it would just, you know, just kind of no attention. Like, so I had a bad experience. I had a bad taste in my mouth about training. I found it boring. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it was just kind of- boring, bro, I'm out. <laughs> but when I connected with you, man, it was, you know, I was, I was open enough, and I think that had a lot to do with it wow. too. I was open enough to be like, hey, you know what? I'm in a funk, bro. I'm in a funk. And I've honestly been able, since training with you, like I feel like I've been able to experience that paradigm shift, mm-hmm. you know, where my perspective has changed, you know, my confidence changed. I was that guy. I don't know if you remember, I used to always come to the first training sessions with big sweaters. Yeah, <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah, you know, because I've always dealt with insecurities, mm-hmm. you know, because I did hit a, I hit a chubby moment when I was like 10 years old, nine or 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And so, and I come from a Mexican family, yeah. bro. And so they, <laughs> and, they and, can and clown, they say bro. something about it. They clown. So, but it, it, you know, it really fed into my insecurities, you know? Mm -hmm. So anytime I would feel like I was, anytime I feel like, felt that I was gaining weight or anything like that, that would always come back, you know? And Mm -hmm. I would start wearing big sweaters, big jackets, middle of the summer, you know what I mean? You know, but since training with you, I can honestly say, man, that, Mm -hmm. you know, it has, it has been more than just a losing weight journey. Mm -hmm. Like it's been where, you know, my strength is back. My confidence is at another level. My performance is at another level. And not just that, but just being around you and training with you, it's dope. Yeah. You know? It's dope. I appreciate that, bro. That's cool. Yeah, props to you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, he said said a key word and I I know you deal with this a lot and I know this is probably the, the basic approach to you. It's when someone who feels insecure. I think that's an average person who doesn't feel secure, they don't feel good about themselves. Yeah, and, I, and But my question is, how do you how do you motivate that person? How do you, like, because we live in a society of a pill business, mm-hmm. uh, the drug business. And it's like, okay, I just pop this pill and, you know, and, and water weight, yeah. you know? But how do you deal with that kind of coach? I feel like the main thing is just like relating to that person. I can motivate you all day, but if I can't relate to you, it doesn't mean anything. Wow. Um, and that's kind of like why I have a coach to this day. You know, I pay him every single month. I go to his training sessions. I follow his regimen. I have plans of doing a show next year in May or June, I believe. A bodybuilding show? Yeah, a bodybuilding yeah. show. Oh, yeah. Really, bro. yeah, for real. Yeah, but really. the thing is, it's like, um, I've always wanted to do it. I was just always scared to do it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I got out of a recent relationship this year. It was like six months. Um, and I was actually kind of overweight. I was okay. drinking, I, not bad, but like every other yeah, day yeah, I was eating out pretty eating often, out. <laughs> you know, and I, and I adopted that person's habits, you know, I don't okay. hate or resent them, but you know, after that relationship, I was like, you know what, man, like I need to stop like doing what other people want to do. And I just need to start doing what I want to do, Yeah, you know? And I feel like every relationship I'm in, like, through relationships and time, you just learn many things about yourselves. Like I had no idea that I was doing this, you know? So by getting a coach and to kind of answer your question, I would show my photos to my clients. I'm like, hey, look, I used to look like this. And because I had someone that held me accountable, I look like this now. I feel way more better about myself. I feel so confident. I could take off my shirt. I'm a coach, okay? I could take off my shirt at the pool and feel <laughs> no, confident. Yeah. You know, like 
People think coaches don't uh, sus, bro. Sus, bro. <laughs> but people don't think some coaches struggle with like insecurities, but we do. Yeah, because yeah. you're you human. Know? You know, and we're all human. We all like to go out and have pizza. Uh, yeah, you know, some type we of have drink. Cravings. You know, yeah. we have those cravings. You know, and I tell that to my athletes too. I'm like, hey, what I'm doing is not conducive to your lifestyle. I just want you to make these small, healthy changes. Yeah, um, love it. Get that confidence. Find that security within yourself. And I always tell them, people who are really struggling. Just learn to fall in love with you first. Oh, baby, let's love go. It. Love it. I like that. And yeah. That's a great message. I love that message. And and I think too, from what I'm hearing from you, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm translating what you're saying. It almost sounds like you're saying you're not alone. Because when you say uh, it's all about relating with somebody, I'm that's like, my point. Man, nobody knows. Nobody knows. But it's like, uh, like okay, okay, you you struggle yeah. with insecurity. Nah, yeah. but you're a coach, and there's yeah. no way yeah. you want to. You can go lift. You can go be a bodybuilder and all that. No, but and it also kind of tells me that, like after listening to you, like almost in everything you did, you almost had like a time of reflection, mm-hmm. and it's almost like you said, like I gotta stop listening to everybody. And it's almost like you kind of like weighed out like the negatives, mm-hmm. the positive, the healthy, unhealthy, and then you just have, you have to make a choice, mm-hmm. and that's where it has to stem from, where you you need to commit to your choice, and then make a decision and say I'm going, and if yeah. I fail, at least I tried. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of what your yeah, know, pretty much. You know, I feel like if you can just relate with somebody, and whatever it may be, you can yeah. Change that perspective. That human connection. Yeah. Yeah, that human connection. And I think that's that's what we need more of. Yeah. We need more. That's why that's why we have this podcast, you yes. know, is because we're we're getting people in here to have real authentic conversations, mm-hmm. raw conversations, and to let people know that, you know what, um, you know, we love social media. Social media is a great tool, mm-hmm. but not everything you see on social media is one hundred percent accurate. You yeah. know, and because we live in a day and age today where that's where that's our that's the bar that we set. It's a like, fugazi. It's all it's fake. A, it's a, yeah. yeah, fugazi. We have something to say about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, and and it's it's awesome to hear this. You know, from a from a coach, from a strength coach, from you know, with the vision. I love your vision, man. The paradigm movement, man, and and um, you know, because it really does give people. That's our goal is to give people a different perspective. And that there's nothing wrong, man. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong. Like for like, I'm a I'm a key example, man. I I was against a personal coach for so long. You know what I mean? Because I thought I knew it all. Yeah. You know, I thought, hey, I know how to I know how to work out. Mm-hmm. But it's much deeper than that. Yeah, man. It it's much like deeper. It. You know, yeah. we all go through things, and if we don't learn how to keep ourselves accountable. Yeah. And to be real with ourselves and say, man, you know what? I'm hitting a funk. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, my health is deteriorating mm-hmm. because I think that's a big thing is that even though it's not all about how we look, but a lot of times people don't understand that the way you're looking, and again, it's not to be vain, but the way you're looking is a reflection of what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. You're not taking care of yourself yep. the way that you should. Mm-hmm. And I think we live in a culture that, that, because it, we do live in a culture where it's body shaming, you know, where, you know, this is how you're supposed to look. It does give that appeal to people where it's like, well, you know, I'm never going to look like that, so I shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But what would you say to those people, to people that say, man, you know what? I'm, I'm not really into health. I'm not really into fitness. You know what I mean? I can't really relate to the fitness world. But what would you say to them, you know, just... A message to them to really say, man, hey, you know what? Your health matters. 
what would you say to them? I would ask them what they're living, like what, like their purpose of living. Um, you know, I'll share with my dad. I feel like to answer that question, to share a story. My dad works out every single day. He works out for himself, but he wants to work out to have longevity in his life. Like my niece is five years old and he's still running around with a five-year-old and he's 50 years old. Um, I don't have kids yet, but when I do have kids and they're five years old, which is at least eight years from now or seven years from now or whenever when, my dad would will be 58. But because he works out, he's able to like be present with youth. You know, He doesn't work out for his physicality, but he works out for, you know, loved ones for his loved ones yeah like he hasn't walked my sister he, down the aisle he values health yeah he values health because it's more than just him it's about the people around him that's a perfect answer man. I, I think that's great and um do you how do you feel about when he mentioned about like how people can use social media as like the standard of like it looks like it's perfection and it's not um, I was actually telling George about this because he, he inspired me to share my story. I was, I, was, uh, I was actually talking to my brother. My brother's been through a lot within this last year. Um, and that's his own testimony. But I saw this guy um, go through some crazy stuff and make some dramatic changes and making some big purchases. Um, I like lost my thought. Repeat that one more time. I'm sorry. No worries. No, no. But it, it was okay, okay. But like you, you I asked you. Oh, so, oh, okay, yeah. So the thing is that me and my brother, we document our lives. We, okay. we post a lot of stuff, but we post a lot of things that are like, oh, this is really dope. It's a cool scene. It's hype. The flash. The flash, right? But I told my brother, I was like, bro, we have to start sharing like what we've been through. Like this is, this is fake. This is superficial. People are just going to ask questions like, well, I'm not you. Exactly. That, they, they say, I'm not you, I can't do that. And the answer is, yes, you absolutely can. You just have to make that, that jump and just make those changes. Because yeah. me and my brother, we have our own journey. We have our own struggles. We have our own moments. Um, but through that, we've been able to persevere. Yeah. And, you know, attain those things. So we just, uh, we want to be more open about social media. And yeah. Just know I've met so many people who have millions of followers, the blue check marks in Miami and Orange County, and you get to know them on a personal level, they're not open about the things that they've been through. Yeah. I can tell you that right now. It's too it's too real, huh? It's too, it's like it's they too, it's like risky, huh? Yeah. And most people don't share because again, they have that fear of being judged. They have that fear yeah. of losing people, they have that fear of having negative comments, but at yeah. the same time, you know, if your purpose in life is to make an impact on other people, then who cares about those comments to begin with? If you can, exactly. if you can impact yeah. people through your story who are struggling, that's more important. Yeah. If they don't want to, if they don't want to listen, if they don't want to hear, if they don't want to relate, if they don't have like, if you can't change their perspective, then that, that's on them. So whoever whoever's open to the message, that's yeah, that's it. awesome. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful well, man. I want to let you know I appreciate your story yeah. and I appreciate what you're doing for sure and, and your heart for all this, man. And, yeah, um, this was awesome. It was man. It was a fun conversation, you. man. Yeah. And um, how can uh, how can our listeners and viewers, man? How can they find you? Yeah, so you guys can follow me on IG. My Instagram is Anthony Preci, A N T H O N Y P R E C I E. 
Nice. Cool, man. And we'll and we'll make sure that we put all his uh, his Instagram username, TikTok. You're on TikTok too, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so we'll make sure to put all his social media followings right there, man. So that way you guys can can stay connected to him. Um, you know, congrats on this new journey, man. Congrats um, on, you know, the success that you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Congrats on the paradigm movement, man. We love the concept. I love it, bro. I love the vision that you have for it. And I don't have a doubt, man, that it's going to be a success, bro. Yeah. And um, again, like Aaron said, man, thank you so much, man, for being here. And uh, guys, thank you so much for watching Offbeat Podcast, man. And you know what? Again, like, subscribe, share. I know that these stories are going to impact somebody. And don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms. We're going to leave all the links below. Thank you guys so much. Anthony, thank you. Aaron, thank you. Offbeat Podcast. Everyone, let's go.